All right, my name is Daniel. Uh, I'm actually out of practice here in Florida, and I'm looking for a way to grow the practice. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's a link between culture and the bottom line. Daniel, that is one of the best questions I've ever had. Uh, and the answer is, the link is so strong that if you don't appreciate it, and if you don't join the dots on how important the happiness of your team, which equals the effectiveness of your team, which equals the results of your business is, particularly in this now largely or increasingly millennial workforce, you have problem of the decade. So the old style, which is employed by boomers and tolerated by Xers, not exclusively, but a lot of the time, was the command and control style of leadership. Thou shalt do it this way, not that way, or there will be hell to pay. So you know the kind, the screaming histrionics, the yelling, um, the bullying, the bossing around, uh, that kind of uh, interaction, which is an interaction that starts, you see at universities, you see it in practices, um, and it's the way leadership is taught and passed on, has been for, for a very long time, not just in veterinary medicine, but, uh, but certainly in, in the whole medical professions, this very hierarchical, top-down, um, sort of, you know, very... Um, male-dominated way of managing and leading. That's, that's not going to work now. And it's not going to work because millennials just don't care for it. They're just not going to put up with that. So in my generation, uh, the, the X's, we, kinda, we put up with that. And honestly, a large part of my career has been spent unlearning that. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm very quick to tell people, I sucked as a leader when I first started out. I got results, but... I was not a good leader. I wasn't the leader that my team really needed or would have benefited most from. So how does it connect? Well, it's very, very simple, Daniel. Number one, uh, if you have a culture and the number one thing you're aiming for is a psychologically safe culture, i.e. a place where it's safe to fail. If you've got a culture like that where someone can screw up without thinking, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to get beaten up or I'm going to get, you know, not physically, but psychologically beaten up. What happens when you have a culture like that, people stop taking risks. People stop thinking for themselves and they're constantly asking, how should I do this? How should I do this? They're second guessing themselves. That stifles innovation. That stifles risk taking. That stifles just individual decision making. All of those things are very important if you want to have a functional, healthy team. Uh, particularly at this time of rather unprecedented uh, technological and cultural change. So if you can create a culture where your team feel safe, and then you can create this culture where they, they understand the work they're doing is meaningful and impactful, and they can be recognized for the work that they're doing, then you have got the recipe for what, what an amazing performance culture looks like. So how do you go about doing that? How do you create that? Um, well, the number one thing you have to work on is, is your individual leadership skills. And this, Daniel, I don't know if this is you or if this is somebody else or if, if, if you're just watching this and you're not Daniel, your name's not Daniel. You have to look at yourself and your own leadership skills. And you have to get away from that thought that is present 
with a lot of practice managers and owners of earlier generations, well, hey, my business is doing fine. We don't want for new clients. Um, you know, the cash register's ringing. Uh, money's coming in, it's good. But it's not good for most of you. Most of you are struggling to recruit staff. Uh, we have a, a retention crisis. And one way or another, whether your cash register is ringing now, there's a human cost happening to that in a lot of veterinary hospitals. That human cost is people are burning out. People are struggling. People are leaving general practice because they're not seeing the benefit. Um, they're not willing to put up with psychologically unsafe cultures. We have another name for those. They're called blame cultures. So when somebody's in that space, when somebody is showing up to a culture or to a workplace where there is a poor culture, number one, they're not getting out of bed, energized and pumped to go to work. Uh, number two, when they show up to work, they're just waiting for the roof to fall in their head. And so, and that energy, remember, emotions are infectious. So if I'm showing up with fear and anxiety and stress, and I've got to cover my own tracks, then you know, I'm looking out for me. I'm not committing my energies to the greater good, the team, the organizational objectives. So I'm not ever going to perform and my business is not going to perform well when I've got a team of people who are not all pushing the same way, whose single objective is to survive in that culture for another day. There is no way that team ever wins. So if you create, if you can move from being a blame culture to a psychologically safe culture, uh, then what happens is people want to show up to work. They enjoy showing up to work. Now, is that enough? No, there's, there's practices out there where everybody gets on great, but they're still not making money. Why is that? Because they don't have clear objectives or they've not had clear feedback and structured training on things like the price list or a standardization of protocol. So everybody's kind of doing it their own way. So there's more to running a good business than simply having a psychologically safe culture. But if you don't have that safe culture, you're disabling all of the other efforts. It's like the supercharger on top. I will say leadership and management, there's a difference between the two. Management are like the apps, the tools, the, the things you can pick up, the frameworks to solve problems or to run businesses. Leadership's like the operating system. It's how you go about it. It's the culture that you're creating. That's almost the number one thing. Probably after strategy and direction and vision, that's the next thing that the leader is responsible for. And in terms of cultural impacts of, of cultures where people have that sort of thing going on. There's actually numerous studies out there. A lot of them done uh, in Silicon Valley, for example, um, where they've demonstrated a significant like five figure um, cash positive return per team member like by having a positive culture, a good supportive culture compared to a negative culture. And I've seen this in my own career as well. So I can speak from experience when I say, you know, most of my, my career, I've really loved all of the jobs I've had. I've shown up, I've performed well. But there has been a couple of occasions where I have really not loved the places I'm working in. And they've both been leadership. They've both been toxic cultures. And, and they were hard places to show up. And I didn't have the same energy. And it would have been harder to uh, deliver the same results, okay? That's not to say I wouldn't show up and work hard there because that's inbuilt in my DNA. But in terms of wanting to go there and give that extra effort and throw everything at it, that's very hard to do in a negative culture. So as a leader, are you creating a culture where it's safe for people to show up? It's fun for people to show up. 
there's a focus to the work. There's meaning to the work. That everybody's good at their job so everybody can rely on the others in the team. In a place where it's actually okay to fail occasionally because it's inevitable that that will happen. But the reaction to that failure isn't somebody gets beaten up for it. It's somebody owns it and fesses up and we all learn from that. Collectively, we all learn from that. If you're willing to do that, You've got happier team members. You will measure that in the bottom line by lower staff turnover, which means fewer recruitment costs, bigger trust with clients, uh, and and more team cohesion because everybody's on the same page for longer. You're going to measure that and improve performance financial to the bottom line because inevitably, if you are running a good culture, people are energized to show up. They're going to go the extra mile. They're willing. They get it. They're willing to have the conversations. Be about healthcare, wellness care. Maybe it's a protocol they're willing to follow. If they get it, if you've created that safe space where people can engage and have meaningful conversations, your business will perform better. So Daniel, I hope that answers your question. Thank you, it was a brilliant one. Um, And please, if you guys have uh, other questions you wanna ask, then hit us up at the usual places. Be safe, be well, be happy.